pop-up. Why are you wearing a sexy season shirt? What's that mean? And you'll be like, ah, oh, boy, do I have a story for you. <laughs> Let me tell you about a player I never saw play who once said a word wrong. <laughs> or didn't say, didn't say it wrong, but we all heard him wrong. Stevie Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 87, and we have so much to talk about. So much, so much. Yeah. So we'll talk about. Uh, let's. We'll go kind of chronologically. We'll go CCL. We'll talk Columbus. We'll talk uh, Super League. I'll taste some beer that my dad brewed, Orovich, and we actually never made season predictions we'll let you know what our season predictions are because you know you want to hear about that um and then a cool fundraiser that's going to be uh this week from the union so stay tuned to the end oh and actually at the end we also are going to talk about a giveaway luke has a jersey to give away so oh, yeah. find out at the end of the episode on how to win a do poops jersey right no it's no. the last year's they're the, oh. this year's uh home, home jersey the, the blue one the dark uh, blue one jeez snippety snap that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i love that jersey um that's what i wore yesterday nice all right anyway so let's get into it okay so uh ccl uh obviously one for nothing beats beat down saprisa and you just said we were just talking about this off air that jim Curtin said this was the second biggest win in union history so before we get into it just talking about that idea is a good idea Oh, just the thought. Uh, it shows. I feel. I don't know. Um, I feel like every other time that the Union have played, it's the next biggest game in Union history. And I say that a little tongue in cheek, but also like truthfully, because at the end of the year last year, we were really, you know, obviously pushing for our best uh, season ever and getting the supporter shield. And so every game coming down the stretch was like essentially one of our biggest games ever. And then obviously a playoff game, and then you jump right into CCL. So we've had a real nice run of really important games. And that it definitely is showing the um, growth of the club and stuff. And obviously, when your history is you know 11, 12 years old, that plays into it too. Um, but it, it is a really cool spot to be in right now as a Union fan. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's like it was. Also, just also being there, it was a first home game of the year. And, you know, again, a little bit more people. I think it was about 5,000 there from what I remember seeing at some point. So cool to, you know, get a little bit more fans there and getting to see a little bit of that that history because, yeah, it was it was huge. I mean, we moved on in Champions League. We, like, that's just, like, it just happened. Like, we, we, it made, we made it look easy. Then that's something we're also not used to, to having with the, with the, with the union. So it's, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. Um, and I think it does have to be said that Saprisa was not good. I know it's still like a CONCACAF powerhouse as far as history, but, mm -hmm. um, my biggest fear was that Saprisa was going to be so bad that when we entered, MLS play that it was going to be a shock and we'll get to the Columbus game 
But I think uh, kind of the first minute in that Columbus game where Columbus came down and attacked us twice really fast, I almost felt like that was a little hangover from the Saprisa game. Like, oh, crap, this is a team that, you know, like Saprisa couldn't attack. Saprisa, they were just too too young, too old, too injured. Um, and, and they're just in such a bad run of form. The Union really caught them at a great time to take advantage of them and, uh, you know, do good things moving forward in the CCL. As far as a new team in the CCL, it's kind of the, it was kind of the perfect matchup for us um, to be able to kind of beat a giant but also not face the giant when it was as big as it was. That makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and all right, let's let's get into that game a little bit. So we won four yeah. zero, and I mean, like without a doubt, Montero was the player of the game. He was everywhere, and like even in the first half, when you know things weren't clicking as well for us, and you and I were even texted at halftime, getting a little, little anxious, little maybe like a little bit of concerns. But like even the first half, I could see like Montero was working back. His defensive rate was, was crazy good. He was all over the place. And then the second half, like, just went crazy. It was awesome. Like I mean, he. That's, I can't think of a better single performance, a uh, single player performance from a Union player in like history as good as as good as his. So, pretty cool to see with, uh, you know, the season, uh, you know just starting you know right i mean you're you're probably right there the only other one that kind of comes to mind would be have like the el Senio game uh against red bull that yeah. was but again that's only a sub uh, right. sub appearance and then probably like a latu hat trick or something like that but yeah uh that was that was awesome he definitely and i think one thing i've seen him do um that's really been setting the tone early is what you'd mentioned about the defense, um, tracking back and winning balls back. And when you see your number 10, your highest profile player doing stuff like that, it's got to really, you know, raise, raise the bar for everyone else. And that's what you want from a leader on your team. So that's also something I, I'm sure he did it last year too, but it seems to be more pronounced this year, um, in our small sample size. So hopefully that stays up because, uh, you know, he's a player who we all need to do well for the team to do well. Definitely. Um, and, and I just want to like add like to your point, like his work rate being so high as a high profile player can spread. Cause like looking at like, like Leon Flack, who's filling in kind of the position he was playing in last year and Flack seeing, just seeing like being on the same field as Montero and seeing how he works and how he plays in this, in this midfield diamond, like shows Flack, like sets this, the, the bar from so high that Flack is, gonna just have to like work up to that and obviously like he's not montero but he's like show that he has a lot of potential and that like he can fill fill in and just knows exactly what to do just by looking at the guy next to him like in his work rate that like he needs to match that and be as intense as montero is in the midfield in order to you know stay on the field and be successful with this union team for sure for sure um i think the fact that the explosion came in the second half also goes into the fact that um, kind of Saprisa was a beaten down team and the union, I feel like last year kind of learned or really took that step forward as far as when a team is down, you kick them or what is it? Like you just, you step on their throats or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like that was something we did a lot last year where we would have these bursts, particularly in uh, MLS's back. I remember we did that against Kansas city. We got one, then we got two, um, three quick goals in succession and and you just put put the team out like that's it like game's over um starting the second half 
I don't remember that that powerfulness, that strength coming out of the half before with uh, previous Union teams. Um, yeah, so, like we would have, like we, because like I said, like you and I were kind of texting at, at halftime, like oh, our little concern, like things are looking a little off at, toward the end of the half. And previous years, we would have been like, okay, this is where we let it slide. And Supriza, even in the form they were in, could, you know, hit a hit a home run and and connect on some fluke goal and, and score a goal, and then we're we're just scrambling. But this this Union team is so, co- like, collectively on the same page and knows what to do. That like they just know how to work the team off the field, basically. And it, it, yeah, th- this game showed exactly that. Like even in the first half, we just wore him down in the second half we took it to him and i mean starting with the the goal like the fontana goal the the pk like you know he i I think he earned it i don't know if it was like the the hardest hardest of fouls but i you know he 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 got got by the guys and and you know drew drew the foul but and that that just like set off the uh what what, what would you say set off the fireworks and and just just kept kept pouring on but i mean it's it's all it takes is just is that 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 one play and then and then they're off right right and um like fontana i'm glad he got his goal definitely deserved he was definitely playing better that uh that second leg because the first leg he was he was not really involved and i think he took it upon himself to just force himself to be involved whether it's making runs demanding the ball um he's always got high energy but it was just a matter of uh finding the game better and he definitely did that that game and so, yeah, he definitely got his, he obviously got his goal um, towards the end there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we can't forget that he was the one who earned the PK yeah. uh, with a nice little, so it's almost like he had two goals as well. Right. Um, and then Casper also got a goal, which was cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I can't really ask for much more. Like we got our number 10, some goals and we got our, our, our well, we, I think is going to be our top striker for the year, two goals in this round. And then the, the guy who's filling in it is Jagger got a goal himself. And like you said, earned another goal. So like that, and that's what we were concerned about is like, where are these goals going to come from? Who right now is going to play striker and be able to score a goal. And we're seeing that these guys can do, do the job. And so that's really reassuring. And uh, hopefully we see, you know, just keep, 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 see these guys keep going. Yeah. Before, before we move on, where do you think that's a Prisa team though? would fill fit in in the Eastern Conference? Uh I mean hmm. That's a good question. I would say that's so hmm. Something like I wanna say like DC United last year. And I feel like they might be a little better this year, but like like DC like they seemed a little bit not super threatening in, in a way. Like DC United didn't really seem super threatening since Rooney. Like is yeah. that is that fair yeah i i would even go a step further and say i i think that saprisa team and this might be a little extreme but i i i think they were they were kind of like a usl side in that second like i think they just had so many guys who were out and injured and not not their fault like it's just right. the yeah. circumstances playing on the road they were missing guys for like covid stuff travel stuff it was just like all over the place yeah it really came and missing so so i mean and i i don't know i like i'm getting older and grumpier but i don't want to rain on people's parade but just just like yeah all that good stuff happened but we i think there's also a little bit of perspective um that we're obviously not going to win these games mls competition games 4-0 um 
with these guys. And I, th I think that brings us up to Columbus, which I think we obviously know is a good MLS team and a good test for our players. So let's get into that one. All right. Um. Yeah, so like I said, in the first minute, I was like, oh, crap. The Union forgot that they're uh, playing a legit team because Columbus came down and had two good chances, like good, good chances right away. And I got, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, flash in the pan last year. But they woke up right after that. After that, it wasn't too, too dangerous. I mean, obviously, Blake has a couple big saves and um, – I mean, Curtin makes a cool point after the game talking about just how, you know, Blake is worth maybe 12 to 15 points each year and he wonders why more teams don't focus spending and investment in goalkeeping because it really can change your season. I mean, change your season in a way or just, you know, put you in a much better place to succeed. I think that's cool, a cool perspective to put out there. Yeah, definitely. And even look on the other side of the field, like Eli Rubin was killing it well as well. Like this was a, I mean, this was, a, I feel like we, I even, we were saying the same thing the last time that the union played Columbus. It's just a chess pass between these two teams. Like the both really solid teams that know, know, have their, have a very solid identity. And it's just a matter of who's going to execute the most or who's going to have that one little slip that's going to cause a goal. And, and, you know, last year we had the, these slips up, slip ups and, and, lost that this game at columbus but this time it was it, it was good like our, our defense held uh you know glazes made the acrobatic uh clearance and and the, the guys held strong and i mean it, it was just cool to see like i i know you want to talk about how zellerian and montero compared but it was cool i like to see how, how our defense held strong against zardes and those wingers and and seeing Mbezo. um I'm sorry, Baizo, uh, you know, keep, you know, showing that, that he belongs and, and, and took care of his, his winger. So, I, yeah, I mean, I was, I, was, I was super happy with the point and happy with how our defense handled everything. Right, right. Um, yes, and so I did love that glissness, uh Acrobatic. Uh, that was, it was, like, so kind of, like, weird. It was pretty like um, random, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like out of nowhere, <laughs> balls played, and he just like flings himself horizontally and clears. Oh, that was cool. I that was a very surprising. Um, oh, I did talk about in the CCL. Uh, let me. See, I think it was the CCL game, and Bezo did have um, a scoop. So we did have one scoop. I talked about two scoops in the first. First leg, there was one scoop from Ambezo. I don't think I don't think he pulled it off. He tried to just go directly over the defender, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty sick, pretty awesome, uh, confident move. But yeah, I gotta give a scoop call out. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Zellerian. So I I've been on record saying Zellerian is one of the, if not the best, most influential tens in the league. Um, in all fairness, I haven't watched the, all of the guys in the West. Um, like what uh, Lodero, um, I'm sure there's some others. But I, I like using Zellerian as a nice comparison, knowing how much he costs, knowing what he does for Columbus. And so that's kind of where I use as the benchmark for Montero. In this game, uh, first half, I would give it to Zellerian. He definitely um, created more, was a little more of a pest. Um, not that Montero was invisible, but I'd say the second half, Zellerian was invisible. So credit to the union for making that happen. 
And then Montero was definitely the 10 who was standing out more. Uh, and they kept talking about how, like, the crowd was billing him every time he got it because his, his little scrap up with uh, the kitchen, her kitchen. Um, but, but I still want Montero. I think Montero, I think something that he did really well in that CCL game was how much he went, he drove the ball forward. And um, obviously that's where his, his second goal came from was how much he drove. He got the ball and just went forward, just went straight at the defense. I feel like uh, it was Mo Adu who made the point. Um, and I've said this before too, that Montero often kind of slows up play. And I know he's a good glue guy, connects things and everything. But being in the 10 spot when you're higher up the field, I feel like when he gets the ball, I want him to be more uh, assertive in the attack, like receive that and turn and go towards the defense. I don't know if he's what he's seeing when he's looking over his shoulders or not. Um, but I felt like that was something that Aronson really excelled at was always checking his shoulders and making quick little turns to try to, to get up into the open field and drive towards the defense. Um, it's obviously going to be a little more of a high risk, you know, going anytime you're going forward, you're running into an opposing team's defense rather than playing it backwards to our own defense. But I feel like if you're, if you're in the 10 spot, that's what I want him to keep working on. I think that's where, if, if he's going to be our 10, I think that's where he's going to be most influential because there's definitely a, a point in the game. I think, I think it was Martinez split a couple lines with this, a great ball up the middle and went right to Montero and you felt like he had he had space to turn and go at Columbus, but he took a poor touch backwards and then had to play it back. So instead of having a quick break based off of a nice, you know, line cutting pass from Martinez, um, we we retained possession, but it wasn't an attack. And and so that's what I look for if if he's going to be our ten moving forward. Um, I want to see him being a little more assertive and going forward. Yeah, I see. I definitely see what you're saying. And I, I a little bit of a counterpoint is that I would just say in this game, it it felt like Jim was a little conservative in sending numbers forward. So I feel like sometimes Montero just didn't have the support to like push forward. And then because it was sometimes it was like, you know, him and the two strikers against like five defenders, and it's like. You know what? Are you, what are you gonna do? I I understand sometimes you want to turn back and, and just keep possession, but because I I I I mean, and Bizo and and Wagner got up a little bit, but they weren't as aggressive. And obviously, Saprisa game. I even feel like Bedoya and Flack were kind of trailing behind Montero a lot. So, and I feel like maybe that was by design. Current was just being cautious and didn't want to expose himself too much against a you know obviously a good Columbus team and and just trying to play for the point. It definitely felt like that 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 got to be the point uh, a little bit towards the end, end of the game. Uh, like Curran wasn't really getting numbers, pu- push numbers forward. And obviously we didn't see many subs. So like, I think he was just really trying to, you know, hold on to the point and not trying to, you know, risk too much in, in terms of going forward. So yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you that I like to see more from Montero in, in those points, but in this game, I just, that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm kicking myself because I said Mbezo. I meant to say Mbezo. Yeah, I, I, went I was back. doing it too, but yeah. Mbezo. I know, Mbezo, Mbezo, Mbezo. Um, glad is, I, I, and I do pay attention to how they say his name on the broadcast because uh-huh. I want to make sure they're saying it right too. And they, 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 do, they do better than us. So That's, that's probably for, for the best. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice chippy game. That was fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, Perry Kitchen and Montero got into a little bit, and it was kind of funny seeing Perry Kitchen pick on literally the smallest guy on the field. Um, but you know, it made it made it a little little bit interesting. Make made it you know a little felt like more than just the first game of the season. Maybe it felt like a game towards the end of the year, the way the guys were taking it. So I, that was cool to see, and cool to see the Union are always up for that fight. Even you know because we saw it in Supriza, now we see it in, in MLS as well. And it, you know you like to see that fight from the guys, and it it didn't get too out of hand. There's definitely some yellows, but nothing too too crazy. Yeah. Um... Do you okay? Uh, something we didn't touch on but or in our in our rundown do you how do you feel about this sub subbing situation with with this game yeah i'm glad you asked um i think our lack of depth was exposed a little bit because we put on santos obviously um that he was our only one and he yeah he looked good i yeah i thought he i think he looked solid in his uh in his role um, I look forward to him being fully healthy. Yeah. And then that'll bring me to my next point in a minute. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that you didn't really have uh, trustworthy players on your bench at that point could have put you in a bind had Columbus been a little more fresh. I think we kind of benefited from them having CCL midweek as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, you could just tell that, you know, it wasn't the time that Jim was going to put in a couple homegrowns and risk risk losing the road point. I think you could see that yeah. he was happy getting that road point and let's, let's, let's take it and go. Um, we'll get the young guys in at home with a victory or something like that. So are you okay with that in this game? Like how we, how I, we handled that? I, I guess so. I, I don't think there's much of an option. I like out. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a choice. No, I know, but like, would you? Did you? Did you want to see a homegrown get in the game? I, th I think everybody wants to see a homegrown get into the game, but I get it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, I agree. Like, I get it. I I think if if we had Elcino and Corey Burke healthy and on the bench, those guys probably. I feel like Elcino could have gotten into this game. I honestly think that could have helped because we weren't getting really any any width since with with those fullbacks kind of staying back and he could have yeah. maybe opened it up a little bit but um yeah i agree like i i i i also was like it's the first game of the season like if we lose it we lose it like put in paxton see what he's got i don't know but i guess i know there's plenty of games to see them and we can we can be patient on that and Curtin obviously is a smart person and, and probably made the better choice so we i'm, I'm yeah. all for it yeah yeah good call out though good call out yeah, El Cino was busy uh, live streaming. Yeah, that was, that's pretty friend cool. Watching the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, what I said I wanted to bring this up. Um, I say we have an effing problem, meaning two guys whose names start with F, Flock and Fontana, and it's not really a problem. It's that you've got two kids, um, 20, 21 year old young men, and. It, when Santos comes back, you assume he's going to probably take the starting striker spot. Mm -hmm. And then what what happens next? Do you stick with Fontana? Do you stick with Flock? Do you move Montero back? Do you stick him at keep him at the ten? Where where do you go with that? Whew. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough one. Um which again 
kind of would help with our subbing situation. I, I mean, obviously, when you get a guy back from injury into the starting lineup. Right. But Yeah. No, it, it, it is an effing good problem. Um, I, I definitely think you take Flack off. Um, I mean, I think Montero on the, on, at the eight is, I mean, we've seen him be just as effective in like, you know, two years ago and he just came in, he was playing the eight primarily and he, he was able to take care, take control of games. Like we, we've seen him play dude in the, you know, in the CCL games. So I, I feel like that would be fine and, and see what Fontana's got at the 10, because that's what, like, it seemed like he was preparing for this whole preseason that like he was going to take the number 10 spot at least to start the season so like i think that's where the team is most prepared like that uh formation is what the team is most prepared for so i think we have to at least see that to you know to start once you know santos is healthy i i, I don't I, i'm not against maybe seeing flack get a, a start or two but I, I i think i'd rather see fontana what about you yeah, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's a good problem. It, it's yeah, I I don't know. I think Flock is good. I think he's young. I think his body needs to grow some. He, I feel like he still looks like a a homegrown out there. I feel like yeah. Fontana has a little more. I mean, you got another year on you, another yeah. year of being the a couple of years being at the union. So yeah, I think I agree. Um, but then I think it's tricky as far as <clears throat> uh, where Montero goes. I think that's the I think that's the thing that I'm hinged on is do I put him back at the eight or do I keep him at the ten? Obviously we like Fontana and Fontana is a good goal poaching ten. Um but yeah, we've just we we're literally just talking about how Montero's had some success. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it is like a little bit like people are more nervous about moving him back to the agent because of how good he was in, in that in that CCL game. But like he also can interchange with Fontana. Like he did that with Aronson all year last year. Like they mm -hmm. can interchange and, you know, switch it back and forth when when they feel the time is right. So I don't like this midfield is, is a little bit fluid in, in that regard. So like putting him at the eight and Fontana at the 10 doesn't like change their playing style completely you know like it's i, th I think he's still gonna be able to do everything he, he's been trying to do in, in, in the past couple of games so i'm not as worried about it if we have to move him to the eight yeah i almost uh, as we talk i i almost i think I, i'm almost thinking i'm talking to myself into fontana just goes to the bench and you keep the midfield the same hmm. until until proved otherwise I, I think. I, mean, I, I don't I, know. If that's, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I, th I think that's the. I, I think that's the result, for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, Fontana's a great sub, so I'm not, I'm not against that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't know what Flock would be like as a sub. Right. But we know Fontana's the beast. So. But yeah, speaking uh, about Fontana's our guy, and oh yeah, I still need to buy a jersey probably buy a Fontana. Um, obviously want him to get the spot. So there you go. Cool, man. Union best, Union worst, two games. Uh, be your best or worst from these games. Do you want to go first? No. Okay. Um, I haven't thought about it at all. Okay, then I'll take so the first. I'll take Union best, easy, Montero. I think, I mean, the, the, the CCL game, you know, tops it, but I think you, 
was also pretty great in the in the Columbus game. So cool. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I should have gone first. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Union best. I'll go. Blake hasn't been scored on in a competitive match yet. Yeah, pretty great. All right, worst. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Hmm, that's a tough one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Wagner. <clears throat> I think he just maybe hasn't been involved too much, and and there's and it's in those two games. Like I'm not worried or anything, but I think he wasn't as involved, and I think he played fine defensively. Just to mean like more going forward. Yeah, I'll go. This this might be a surprise pick, but I'm gonna go Casper. Wow. Um, I know he got the goal, yeah, uh, free header. He scored two goals, two free headers. Um, that's fine, but still looking for for more. Uh, outside of those headers, what's he done? I guess. I mean, I think he's. I feel like he's got some chances too. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, but I, I think he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Yeah, he is. I just. I feel like I'm just brainwashed from last year, and so. <laughs> I'm just constantly in this in this uh, mindset where I want to see him do a little more. And then you see Santos come in and obviously a different player, different circumstances playing. Uh, excuse me, but um, I was like, yo, oh, that, that's a good striker. He's making the defense work. But that that's it. That's my opinion, and it's it's fine. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. All right, guys. So uh, yeah, the second half of this show is gonna be a lot of fun. So. Um, I'm going to open up a beer that my dad brewed and part of me feels like it's going to explode in my face. <laughs> and then we'll talk about some stuff after that. Best prank so, ever. Best guten prank and number one. All right. Come back after this. Hey guys, Dude Brothers Podcast. Thanks for listening to us ramble on about a couple soccer games. Now let's talk about all kinds of random stuff. Um, so some big news coming out. Uh, Doopy Dad started brewing some beer. I'm going to open one. We're going to see how this goes. And then, Luke, you can talk about the Super League while this explodes. Crap. Awesome. Oh. It, you okay? We're good. Awesome. All right. No board. Okay. What do you think of this? European, the Super League. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's also pretty lame that this got announced during the Union game. Um, I mean, come on. There's, there's obviously... Bigger things going on when you announce your silly little new league that you're trying to start Europe. Not to mention that it was like, I don't know what, 10, 11 p.m. at night in Europe. Yeah. Like, that's a cowardly move. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's, yeah, it sounds crazy. Um, uh, it's like, we don't know what's actually going to happen. It seems like part of this is like, uh, you know, you being used as like a bargaining chip for these in what 15 or whatever teams trying to get more money out of like champions league and and europe in other ways so it's like i it's it's weird it's crazy like if this actually goes through it's like a pretty devastating thing for a lot of like the majority of soccer fans basically which is wild um it seems like i i I can't believe that it's actually gonna happen and then it could actually have all the implications that have came out um Sunday and everything, right. so, but I don't know. What 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 do, what do you think about it? Yeah, brief brief like explanation in case anyone's not sure, but just to make sure like I understand it also. So 
because I don't want to make a opinion before I'm going to do this on air because that's just to make sure I don't talk about. Um, so basically these, this group of, uh, I heard a funny, someone said 10 elite, 10, uh, top teams in the world plus Arsenal and Tottenham are <laughs> forming this, you know, super league plus a couple more they're hoping, um, instead of the champions league. Right. And so it's not like they're leaving that they're not leaving their domestic leagues. They're playing in this rather than champions league. Yeah. Um, but like if it goes right, through stop, the stop, 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 okay. stop. Okay. Let me, let me go. Let me go. Okay. So, so they're, they're in control of it. Just like the NFL owners. That, that was another good comparison. I heard it's just like the NFL, the owners run the league. Um, so they'll be in control of their own league, their own wages. As far as like TV deals there, it's like a fixed, um, uh, they get paid like what three hundred fifty million dollars to be, and then they have basically immunity. They like they can't be bumped out. So there's no like pro rel. There's no way of them risking their investment. Almost like a single entity MLS. Um, right and all correct. Correct. Uh, to my knowledge, yeah. Cool. So then it's like the bullcrap trickle down is. Uh, what does that mean for the weekends? Okay, so if you know Manchester United's playing Barcelona for much bigger money on a Wednesday, then what does that mean for why are they going to try in the Premier League? Like, like there's that, um, and then with the amount of money that they're going to have, like, you know, Jamie Vardy. Hey, I know you said you're loyal to Leicester till you die, but Here's like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Come be with us for the next two years. He might he might be loyal, but what about like James Madison or you know other guys who are trying to be doing the right thing? But when someone comes to you with a certain amount of money, you know the rest of the leagues are going to suffer. Um, Champions League will obviously suffer terribly, and then the whole race for you know, getting into the Champions League. What what does that look like in the domestic leagues? That's gonna be all screwed up. Um yeah, it's just it's just crazy, man. And Yeah. Now now you can now you can speak. Okay, yeah, I mean it, it was like the whole thing. If it's like if, if this goes through then like the leagues are gonna ban these teams from the other competitions and like I I think they're have like are rightly so like pissed off and, and want to try to do something like that. But then, like, I, like, didn't even think about it until, like, today. Like, oh, this could affect, like, U.S. national team players. Like, if this is actually going to happen, like, Pulisic, Stefan, Des, McKinney couldn't play in the World Cup if they stick with these teams. And, like, then, and then continuing with that thought process, who does that benefit? Well, it might benefit a guy like Aronson. Well, not- sure, but that's not how you want it. And, like, as U.S. fans, you don't want that to, like, lose your – for right. top guys basically so it, like i didn't really care about it i didn't care about the super league until hearing that because i don't have, i don't have a team in, in in europe and like obviously i'm sympathetic to all these people who really do i, don't really I thought you were a diehard liverpool <laughs> I, I was for like a day um but <laughs> until the letters peeled off your jersey yeah um but i i, I obviously like i get the the outrage <laughs> of this like this is insanely terrible but i don't think like it seems like it's it's just something that like they're using to 
bargain for more money, which is also pretty sad that that's that's the case because like the you know, like the PR hit and just like the the kind of scumminess of these owners to like try to pull this move just to like, try to get a better deal um, is is pretty sad, especially after in the year we had like just trying just like just fans just trying to like just enjoy their team um, after the the 2020 season or you know lack of season and everything like just having this get dumped on on everyone right now is is just sad and frustrating yeah 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 that's crazy it's crazy um so how's that yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say solid beer um this is supposed to be a kolsch Uh, i think it tastes like a kolsch i was told to drink it fast and while it's very cold so i'm trying to do that um (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So, some good job, Doopy Dad. Nice. Uh, unless I die, I would say go ahead, open yourself up one. Cool. Um, do you want to talk anything more about Super League? I I kind of don't. I feel like it's all I see on Twitter these days. So it's it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, unless the union are going to be invited to it, and as far <laughs> as I know, there haven't been any rumors. But yeah, like know. I don't even know how this could affect MLS. Like maybe fans, if they jump off. Um, you know stop following the teams that go into this could pick you know there's a lot of americans that follow these teams so maybe they could you know if they think this is gonna sour them from following those teams maybe mls jumps in uh, oh we'll yeah, yeah what about those euro snobs Yo, euro snobs coming on over i don't know if if the the fact everything about this league you know there's obviously like you even said in your explainer there's similarities to mls so i don't know if that's the, really the jump you would make um I think and, it, and if you're and if you're someone who's like I'm not gonna follow MLS but I'm gonna watch, you know, Man United, um, because that's that's my John. Um, you're probably not gonna care that they're playing Barcelona rather than West Brom or something. You're gonna be or more into that. I mean, they'll still play. I don't know. Maybe they'll. I don't know. But yeah, you don't exactly seem like the uh, soccer purist or footy. Yeah, so um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it means for anything, but hopefully it, it means very little in the long run. So, and it's just yeah. like, it, hopefully it's just a, a meme in a year, you know, it's just a meme. Right, that we remember. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all my, that's my hope. And we um, were trying to, come, we were trying to think if there was any like cool Doopy Brothers spin that we could put on, but really it's just no. Yeah. I but wrapped know. up, wrapped up in all this, I think, I think something cool came out of it was that uh, we learned that Orovich was loaned out. So, speaking other of memes. People, what? Speaking of memes. Speaking of memes. <laughs> <laughs> Memes. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was discovered right before the the Columbus game that Orvitz Orvitz is um loaned to a mysterious team um to comply with uh international roster spots for the union. So we don't know where he is. Our our guess is probably U two and they're just stashing him down there while they figure figure it all out. But um, yeah. So I guess we're not gonna see Texas season anytime soon, unless there's some green cards happening. But not that that would really change his his status with the team anyway. Um, right, do you have yeah, any any, like... any other guesses where he could be or where he might land if it wasn't YouTube? <laughs> I don't know, man. My Sunday league team is looking pretty good, so maybe maybe he'll show up there. I yeah. I I feel like the amount of effort and discussion around this guy has been more 
than <laughs> more than he's deserved <laughs> not to his fault no i mean maybe to his fault but like it's like we've all like he's been a fascinating piece of union culture just from coming in a transfer uh uh fee was paid for him um he was going to be the harrisman's union replacement like yeah the the he was a wonder was it wonder boy nominee um then the the miss mispronounced sexy season t-shirts being made across the union world and then the mysterious disappearance <laughs> and, <laughs> and now the mysterious it's like really it's it's you know we're gonna be we're gonna be telling our grandkids they're gonna be like hey you know, why do you have what, that shirt? Well, yeah, why? With that, that grand, grandpa, papa, why are you wearing a sexy season shirt? What's that mean? You'll be like, ah, oh, boy, do I have a story for you? Let me tell you about a player I never saw play who once said a word wrong or didn't, didn't say it wrong, but we all heard him wrong. Yeah. So, oh boy. Cool. So, so I can't wait to talk about more next week. I, yeah. You know, the twists and turns. <laughs> Okay, so since um, we are bad with scheduling, we didn't get to do a season preview and prediction for 2021 before the season started. So we're going to kind of start doing that right now. Um, So we have a couple questions that we're going to give each other. Um, Just, you know, pretty generic season prediction stuff to that, how we feel about 2021. Um, And, you know, maybe, maybe it does become a second season after all. So we'll see. But, all right, AJ, first question. Where do you think the union will place to end the year in the Eastern Conference? Um, I think we will place uh, nice. third place. Third. I think it's kind of safe, like nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm sticking my neck out saying third place. No. But I think I think uh, I think no matter what, there's going to be a little regression because you know winning supporter shield, it's tough to beat that. Um, but I don't think I'm saying they're going to like fall flat on their face, but yeah, I think a third place is a, is a good spot for them. It could be a tight, tight Eastern conference. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I would, I probably would have said third place as well if I was first, but since I have to be different, I'm going to say second, you know? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah. I think maybe we, we dip, you know, into the summer and then have a, have a, a little peak at the end of the year to, to rise up to second. And, you know, it's, it's going to be. Uh, a rise into the playoffs and maybe we go far there and it's more about right. the playoffs. Who do you have winning these then? Who, who's the one team that's going to beat them all? I just think it's got to be Columbus. I don't really... Um, you can't not say them right now. Like I don't I don't have a, a take that's like it's New England or Atlanta or whatever. Um, Columbus just seems too good at, at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Columbus is good. Very good. Yeah, how about them bringing off, uh, bringing a BWP off the bench? It's like, yeah, oh. that's nice. And they, yeah. yeah, it's like they gave us such a tough game. They didn't have Molino and Nagby and Aiden Morris if he would fit in that lineup. But oh yeah, so they're, oh yeah, they're, they're strong. So. Yeah. Poor kid, man. Yeah. Um, that like blew out his knee. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, young kid. Yeah. Um. All right, so Luke, I'll let you go first on this one. Who will score the most goals for the Union? Okay. Um. I'm gonna go with Santos. I think it's gonna be. I'm. Gonna, he's gonna get 17 goals. He's gonna, the number that's on his jersey, and I think that might be the, might set the record or at least tie it with CJ, for this season. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was going to say Santos as well. Okay. But I'm going to say he does not. I don't think there will be a 15 goal scorer on the team. Okay. I'll say he'll he'll win it with 13. Gotcha. Nice. Um, team MVP, who you got? Um, that's probably going to be an easy one, especially after the past couple of games. So I'm going to just go with Montero. Ah, okay. So I'm not going to overthink it. Oh, cool. seems like you maybe have a different answer. I do. Ooh, I do. Okay. I have the player who I think is the best player on the union and who I think may not be at the union next year. Is Mr. that? Mr. Jose, not Joseph. Jose, don't give an F. Martinez. Nice. I think I just, I just love him, man. You yeah. know what? I, you know what? I might, I might get his jersey. Yeah. Um, no, I think, yeah, it's probably between him and Bedoya. I mean, him and Fontana. Him and Fontana and Bedoya. Maybe I'll let Twitter vote, and then I'll just choose one. Um, yeah, gosh, man, I do love – I love the way he plays. But Yeah, yeah. He, I feel like he hit another level this year, or is, is hitting another level this year. Yeah, so that's yeah, pretty exciting. It's so cool, so cool on the ball. All right, AJ, um, I'll let you go first this time. Um, homegrown of the year. I'll go Mr. Fontana. Okay, okay. I know that's kind of a cheap one because he's been with the team in a couple years with the first team, but yeah, and no. he definitely seems like the guy that's obviously going to get the most minutes. Um, yeah, I really want to pick someone else. I want to say like DeVries or McGuinn or maybe Real gets in, but I, I think it has to be Fontana too. Yeah, I think they're just kind of like his ear as far as immigrants. You didn't mention Paxton. That was a, that was another one. Yeah, I know. I just. And I, I mean, I love that too. It seems like these guys, a lot of these guys, just need a, a year to just get used to the league, and then next year maybe they'll they'll contribute more and get more minutes, and you know, really turn it up. But I think this year it's it's gonna be a lot of learning for those guys. Gotcha. All right. So this one, my question, and you said I had to get negative, but you know, get old, <laughs> man. Um, what player will be the biggest letdown of the year? I mean, I guess we can say orbits. No, because he's a loaned out. Yeah, yeah, no, he is, yeah. Okay, biggest letdown. Whew. Hmm. I'm going to say, oh, that's going to be, that's tough. I'm, uh, maybe I'll, maybe i say Wagner, just because his bar is so high. Hmm, that's interesting. But it's also, it's uh -huh. also because I can't think of a, a, a better choice. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I I had one in my head, but now I might go a different direction, a little pivot action. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, I'm gonna go Casper. Okay. I, yeah. I, I I was gonna go maybe with one of the center backs, but I I do believe those guys are 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 gonna be are gonna be fine and and have enough quality. Oh shoot! You know what? I think that's what I actually said. Oh yeah, that is what I said on my phone. Darn! I wrote my notes down. I said a center back. Yeah, uh, yeah. On right, <laughs> the other side of it. I forgot I wrote down all my answers already. Oh. Um, yeah. So that's why you said that because yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was also wondering maybe Mbizo, uh, because sometimes I think he's just calling for offside a lot uh, when he's the guy that might be keeping someone on the other side of the field on onside, but. Hmm. Um. But I think I think he's got a big enough work rate, and I don't, I don't know. I think he looks pretty solid. So. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I could see a center back being a letdown. But I also think if a center back is a letdown, we won't notice as much because Stuart Finlay might might be just sliding in anyway. Yeah. Um, like they they got three three solid options there. So as far as like a letdown, whereas like a striker, especially Casper, I feel like if he's not scoring, all right. So Corey Corey comes in. I don't know if Casper is much of a bench. Uh, spark off the bench and he could i think he could just kind of be like forgotten hmm. if, if so. so okay but you know that's me I, we've already talked about me and casper <laughs> all right this one this one was another mine um what's one headline that we did not see coming that we'll read this year oh okay you get multiple if you want um i'm struggling if you do you have multiple um I can, I can make them up on the spot. I definitely have one. Okay, definitely you go one. first. You go first. Okay, this this is the one, and I, I don't know if this is a, not something we don't see coming or if this is something we see coming, maybe just not this year. But it is that Jim Curtin leaves the union to go coach in Europe. Hmm. Yeah. I feel, like that's, I feel like that's his trajectory, and I feel like he's got connections over there, especially with, like, you know, like Jesse Marsh, but also now that Tanner has worked with him, I bet Tanner's probably got someone who'd be like, yo, you guys need a coach. This guy is really good. Yeah, it definitely seems like if Marsh gets one of those Bundesliga jobs, then like Kern could move right into Salzburg and just kind of follow his footsteps or or maybe be his assistant where with be Jesse's assistant wherever he goes, or even at Salzburg. I don't I don't really know. But yeah, I could definitely see that happening too, which is a scary thing I don't really want to think about because I mean Jim is too good for us. I know, like, and then, and then what? What's next? Yeah. I mean, I guess Pat Noonan is he the next right. up in line? I mean, yeah, he's been talked about for coaching spots at like, I think like Austin and maybe DC. So I think maybe he could, right. he could be, be good, or, or maybe Kurt or Tanner has, you know, guys he likes in in Europe or wherever that he might be able to pull from. But it would be a sad day if Curran leaves. Uh, but oh, also yeah. good for him if he gets to go that go to Europe. Right. Yeah, I feel like it'd be similar to like a homegrown leaving. I yeah. feel like. As far as coaching, I feel like Curtin is a very homegrown coach. You know, yeah, local local dude. Uh, you know, coaches way up the ranks, and so for him to go to Europe, it would be just like Aronson, McKenzie, and Paxton, and Jack, and Nathan, Nathaniel, yeah, Nathan, all those guys who are going to go to Europe or whoever. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I just thought of a headline that is a Curtin related, but a way less serious one. Jim Curtin doesn't wear a suit all year. So he, he goes with a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, like he did yeah, a lot or just like he's been wearing like the just like the union jackets. Like I I, I feel like he's kind of moved on from the suits, and I know that's been like uh, he's been you know, got a kind of a rep as like a, a, a fashion. You know, his fashion is on point with these suits, but I don't. It seems like he's kind of moved away from it, and I don't. I mean. It's it's a sad day. I mean, it's it's kind of sad if we don't see him in those in those sweet suits. But you know, he's he just evolved as a coach, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my in my coaching experience, I started out coaching in shirt and tie every game, and then as I grew older and lazier, I stopped wearing shirt and tie every game day. So I mean, I, mean, I couldn't really. I wouldn't say he's getting lazier. I think he just doesn't need to prove that he's you know needs to dress up like that. He can. He's coach of the year. He can wear whatever he wants, you know. No, yeah, that's what I meant too. Yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. year I won, 
Yeah, the year I won a game and tied a game in my season, I was like, oh, I'm co- like coach of the year basically. So I don't need to prove anything. Uh-huh. Any other any other ones jump out? I was trying to think of something like Blake Blake sold Blake traded, I, um, something like that. Uh, I think yeah. it, okay. Here's one that I don't I don't know I don't know I don't really know if I want to make it like my take or whatever, but maybe it's something that like. Pax Narenson or Jack DeVries gets sold to Europe at like to like a uh-huh. a, a club like that, that wherever they I was, about to, I was about to say the same thing That's yeah like a, maybe like a lower level Euro, European selling not like six million like the you know the previous guys or something's a little lower but like you know some maybe a homegrown gets moved I think that could be yeah, that homegrown goes here. yeah I don't know if that's something we did not see coming but maybe because some of these guys aren't really playing as much right um yeah, I could even like tag on Curtin and Paxton join Brendan. Package a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll definitely forget about this and it will never matter at all. So I <laughs> love it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> all right. So if you're still listening, this is for you. Check this out. We're going to do a giveaway. Um, Luke's got a. What year is it? So 2020 home jersey, yeah. the navy with the snake on it. Um, it gave away. It's a authentic, so very you know got all the details. But it's a small. It's a small. That's what I I I got it for for free from the union people. Um, so I got a small. It, um, so yeah. So full disclosure. Just, just so you know, so for people it. that like might want it, but size their size is not uh, small. Um, so I want to make sure that's clear. But yeah. it doesn't mean you can't try to win it and then give it to someone else. There you go. So you can def- definitely try to win it regardless. So yeah. here's what you're going to do on Twitter. We're going to put it out there. Uh, we'll put a picture of it or something along with our podcast. You're going to need to retweet our tweet about the podcast. Try to get some listeners. But then here, here's your big job, okay? you got to predict who will be our first goal scorer of the MLS regular season. Okay? So luckily no one scored on the Columbus game. Uh, that's what we were hoping. Um, and, and yeah, this weekend we got Miami come to town. Oh, maybe we'll preview that game in a second. Um, and and if, if, if you pick the right player to score first, you have a good shot at winning that jersey. Because, you know, like only like three, four people might choose the same player as you. And so, boom, a one in four chance at winning an authentic union jersey. Size small. Yo, bathing suit season's coming up. Hit that diet. <laughs> Get yourself to fend to an adult small. All right. You want to be the favorite uncle? Yo, give that, give your uh, niece or nephew a union jersey. Boom. There you go. All right. Cool. So that's going to be our giveaway. We'll tweet it out. Um, yeah. Other stuff that we're going to tweet out. Uh, April 20th. I know we're recording on the 19th. So the day you're listening to this, um, check our Twitter. There is a union fundraiser going to be going on from the Union um, Foundation. Uh, it's called Gaming for Good. It's an online fundraiser from 6 to 7.30. Um, Kevin Casey will be there. There's a chance to win some prizes, like a one-on-one with uh, JC, Mr. Jim Curtin. Some players will be there as well. So um, check our Twitter. I'm going to tweet it out tonight. I'll try to tweet it out tomorrow morning as well. I'll put it um, in the, in the show notes too, like a link to it. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, show notes cool um and so raising money they got a goal of ten thousand dollars to raise to help um chester chester football okay so check that out 
um shout out to doopy dad again for being involved with all that very cool stuff very cool cool stuff all right so luke before we make predictions for this weekend let's talk about that game we got inter miami coming to union town to chester to the soup for our first mls home game for the regular season and i'm i'm gonna be there so i'm a little i'm a little hyped up right now um because you know being in virginia i only got so many chances to come up and i get to come up for this one so uh but what sucks is i have a game at 9 a.m the following morning so i'm gonna have to drive back to virginia oh that is uh, it's an eight o'clock game i know yeah oh. it sucks <laughs> yeah, i'm at like one or two yeah that's um, rough and then wake up and play but you know Ball is life, right? Live, <laughs> All right, breathe, football. Live, breathe football. Look at you. All right. Uh, football is life. So uh, <laughs> I did get to watch the Miami. Did you watch any of the Miami game this week? Yeah, I watched First. like the second half of it, which was a, the more entertaining half. So it, it was a pretty wild game. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man. Miami, they uh, put up a good fight against Galaxy, but ended up losing at home 3-2. Well, they were up like... They're up to 1021. So yeah. Two one. So yeah. And then Galaxy, Chicharito, and Co. Um came back and won three two. Not gonna lie, won a little bit money betting on the Galaxy, so I was pretty happy there. Um I thought the Galaxy sucked <laughs> watching that first half. Uh-huh. And Miami did not take advantage of it. And that's kind of something we talked about that the union have been good at taking advantage of when teams are down. And then in the second half. It was like a, just a slight little little change where Chicharito got a little bit of help up top. He wasn't playing solo anymore. And and the Miami defense just really struggled to cover multiple guys crashing. And, and all of a sudden, the Galaxy take over that game. And so we we naturally start the game with two strikers. So I think, I mean, I feel good. I, I mean, you know, this is, this is Inter-Miami, my second least favorite team or favorite. I don't know. I talk about them a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I feel good about this game. I think I think we're going to be okay. Obviously, they've got some good players. Uh, you know, Pizarro. He still looks good. He 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 was playing like he was playing pretty well, trying to come back at the ball up. Um, Matuidi is pretty active. Uh, their main goal scoring threat is uh, not Matt Doyle, but he looks mm-hmm. like Matt Doyle. <laughs> um, uh, Gonzalo Iguain, but. I'll tell you that that boy looks a little thick right now. Uh, he's got a big old beard, but he, I mean he was a little thick. Um, still created chances though, so our center backs will have to keep him tight. And I think uh, Jose, don't give enough. Martinez will have a fun little encounter with him after last year's oh yeah um, game. So Luke, do you have a prediction for Saturday night? Yeah, I mean I I do think we're gonna be okay against them. I, yeah, like you said, like. I, they got some guys, but I'm not super, super worried by them. They seem to be still figuring it out. And maybe maybe Neville's going to get them on the, on the right track. But I don't think they're really there yet. I, I like I, – I think Mark Pizarro is is definitely the most concerning – like or most threatening player from them. He looked pretty good against against the Galaxy with his white and black boots. Uh, pretty interesting. But yeah. – <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think we we have, even though these guys they got some talented guys, I think we have like the overall more talented team and, and more collective team. So 
I, I think we'll be okay. I, I'm super excited about Iguain and Martinez and Glezis and Wagner, like all these guys, you know, see see what he remembers from that, his, his past trip LP. Even though he, he did score a PK in, against LA. He and did. That was his downfall in, in Chester. So maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's ready for us. But I think we'll be okay. Uh, my prediction, I think we're going to win 2-1. I think it's going to be a, a kind of a scrappy match. And... A little, maybe maybe there'll be some 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 more drama and uh we'll we'll, we'll get the win okay okay i'm gonna go a little more aggressive i'm gonna say we're gonna win 3-0 okay um I, I think we're gonna get a brace from font man nice and one more from who do i want to score who do i want to score ah uh, man uh you know i'm gonna go with him I think I think he's just gonna like cut into the box and just rip one, rip one low far post from nice. the uh, right side to the left post. Yeah, that's that's gonna be it right there. Nice. That's gonna be it. Do you want to also predict the CCL game? Okay. Well, first let me get my goal scores. I forgot to do that. Nah, um, you don't get to. No, I get to. I'm gonna All say Casper just to root for him. Like you know, because no, you hate him now. Just kidding. Um, I don't even know if he's gonna play. <laughs> I think he's on the same team as uh, Orvitz right now. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Casper, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Martinez. He's gonna be fired oh, up be, about this, this game, and he's gonna actually because he hasn't scored yet. That's what I was, okay. That's what I was about to say. He hasn't scored, and yeah. that that would be cool. I'll say whoever scores first, um, I'll probably get their jersey, or I'll just choose who I want to get. Maybe I'll get a jersey this weekend. There you go. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I liked how they printed it when I was in the stadium. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. So after that game, uh, we'll wait a couple days. Just a couple days. Um, you guys can all come watch me Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Let's all go down to the direction of Patriot Park or L'Oreal. Um, and then uh, Monday will go by. And then Tuesday night, we got Atlanta in Atlanta in the Benz. Are they playing it in the Benz? Um, actually... They didn't play the other CCL game in there, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no. it, it, on my Google Calendar, it says at the Benz, so, okay. um, but we'll see. It also says 1 a.m. No, no, that's the address. 1 a.m. B drive. All right. Um, do you have a prediction for that one? Because we won't podcast before that. We're not going to hit you with a, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll podcast maybe that the following day. Yeah. Um, but I think, oh, that's going to be tough. I think we're going to, have a zero zero tie. Oh, a thriller. Yeah. I I think that's what's that's that's my my feeling. It's it's always tough to go down there and I I think we'll be okay against it. I don't think we'll lose, but I think it'll just be a zero zero tie. Cool. I'll go one oh. I think I think we pull off a victory. Nice. And check out this check out this. Right? Check this out. I'm gonna say Paxton scores. Ooh. Gets Oof. his first goal against Atlanta, just like his big brother. Just bro. like his brother. That's nice. And it's going to be late, man. It's going to be late, like 88th minute or later. Yeah. Paxton comes down and scores. And, the, the, yeah, we all just go nuts. So. That'd be good. Cool, man. All right. So, y'all, thanks for listening. This was a good long pod. Uh, make sure you guys hop on Twitter. Um, check out the Gaming for Good fundraiser. That's going to be going on April 20th, Tuesday night. A good, good opportunity to check out. And help out some uh local local stuff there and then also make sure you retweet our tweet about the pod and let us know who will be our first goal scorer for the mls regular season for a chance to win yourself a 2020 home 
Union Jersey. All right, Luke, good job tonight. I would give you a solid D minus on the podcast. I'll take it. All right. Just like high school. <laughs> All right, bro. Good job. Thanks for listening. Um, I'll see you guys at the Sub this weekend and keep being good people.